Bubba. The Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pre-Game on 101.1 The Beard. Starring News Channel 11's Pete Christie. Inside the Red Raiders publisher Jarrett Johnson. The Beard Sports Director Sean Dillon. And host of the Rockin' Pre-Game, Jeff Scott. Good morning and welcome welcome to the uh, Rockin' Pre-Game show this morning. Uh, man, it's, uh, it's early on a Saturday. People move a little slower early on a Saturday. You and it's know? brisk. It's, it is a little brisk. I layered up this morning. I wasn't exactly sure what. I think it's like 63. But you get out here sometimes and that Feels wind is colder than whistling down yeah. University. Yeah, it's uh, so um, layered up and feeling pretty warm right now. It's a West but, Texas uh, 60 yeah. degrees. Yeah. You know? Right, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, well, it's, uh, it's another uh, Texas Tech game day. Kansas State today, a kickoff at 11 o'clock. And so we'll get you uh, everything you need to know about today's game, plus a lot of other stuff, too, uh, not only football, but also uh, basketball recruiting from inside the Red Raiders. We've got Rockin' Research with the voice of Kansas State Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson, joining us for some Rockin' Research. Um, we'll talk some more Red Raider basketball as the season is just a few weeks away now. And the, Matt Mooney. The Big 12... Uh, Big 12 Media Days happened, and uh, yes, Matt Mooney, we're, we're getting there. The great we're getting Matt there. Mooney. Hang on, hang on. Sean's excited, man. I, I get telling it. You, yeah, uh, Matt Mooney uh, as well. We'll hear from him. Um, so, yeah, we've got, we got a, lot of, a lot of stuff to do. We'll rock or roll as usual with, uh, with a very quality, high-quality explanation of how that works. Very good. Just for you, Pete. And then our grill master, Sean, has been uh, busy at work, slaving over a hot grill this morning with, uh, what is it, is it Steak Tips? Is that what we got going this morning? Steak Tips from Cattleman's Pride Meat Company. And also, the assistant grill master this morning, <laughs> our man Sam the Sam, man. all right. Sam. He's, he's got us some grilled veggies and some uh, jalapenos and such. Oh, man. And also, we've got uh, uh, some Tiff Treats cookies. And uh, Bud Light, the Just official really beer good. of we got that the, the Rocky Pre-Game. Yeah. birthday, man, that's, those are some good cookies. You got cookies, you got beer, you got Steak Tips. <laughs> what the hell else do you need? Um, well, that's I, a man's breakfast. cookies. Let's get ready for game day. <laughs> but I mean, but we are sensible with a few vegetables as well. So I mean, you know, it's 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 healthy. You know, it's not it's game day. I'm not eating veggies <laughs> and hot <laughs> peppers. If you look, Ooh, if you look peppers, at the, never mind. Oh, okay, good. now see that. Now look at that. Right. Okay, now that's all that's right, right that's, there. Okay. That's a man's breakfast. All right. Well, let's uh, start as usual here. This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame. Let's get going with the Rockin' reality check all right this is where we kind of take the temperature of uh texas tech especially football right now 63 with, degrees but yes thank you very good wow listen you're no john robson but that wasn't bad um, <laughs> right uh, to the point i like it right. hey, yada, yada, yada. like well, what's the temperature man is it gonna be cold or hot or what so you yeah, right at, least, at least you see me yeah, yeah, that's in true. Person. Yes, that's right. You are here. That's right. Hey, is it? Uh, what's through, your, through your bro under the bus. He, he's not even here to defend himself. <laughs> he's not even here to defend himself. It's a morning joke. Pete, what's that barometric pressure? <laughs> Man, I'm not even sure what that means. <laughs> okay. All right. See, we'll leave the heavy lifting. Is to John Robinson the type of dude that will hold a grudge like you? <laughs> I'm holding one on you right now. Does he, does he hold one against none? I wish you were a dog. I'm gonna, oh, I can see that. In many ways, you are. No. D, D, well, you're not no, wrong. You're not, you're not wrong. Not I'm a dude, so yeah. I'm gonna, no. uh, I'm going to be DMing John Robinson right now. Okay, all right. Pete is talking smack. No, I'm not. <laughs> All right, so uh, here our Texas Tech comes into this game five and yeah five and two. Yeah. Which I mean, you know, 
a five and two really it seems is actually I mean I guess pretty good. It just doesn't feel like it's that good because of the the two losses, the way they they happened. It felt so bad. They felt like each of them was like should count as two or three losses. I mean, it just felt weird. <laughs> it's true. So you're going into today's game with a chance to become bowl eligible, and then you know the final four games of the year is going to be a, a real gauntlet. So it kind of feels today like this is a game you you really. I mean, you know, every game, I guess, is a must-win. But but if you want to get bowl eligible, you need to get it done today because it's not going to get any easier. If you get it today and then perhaps have one of those Texas Tech crazy games where you knock off somebody that yes. you weren't expected yes. to beat, which happens a lot with Texas Tech, then, uh, you know, you could be looking at seven wins uh, on the year at least. So, you win seven you know, regular season games, Jeff. Right. I mean, that's a good season. Right, it is. And then yeah. maybe even a bowl game. Ask right. Sean. He usually knows. Yeah, you know? and they'll win yeah. the bowl game. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you're talking about an eight-win season or right. lose this game. They right. start snowballing. Right. They have a top five toughest schedules, remaining schedule yeah. in, in college football. I mean, at Oklahoma, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, and at Baylor, who apparently right. is really good. Yeah, like, it they seems like it. great coaching hires i know one after the other you know it doesn't there is no karma apparently yeah they're proof yes. there is no karma yeah uh but yeah no i mean this game i think you set the stage perfectly I mean, it really is that important yeah it's and and so you know that uh well i, I think the coaching staff for sure is probably feel feeling it on this game no doubt. uh the players i mean you know you, you yeah. think they, they i mean but you know i don't know do they i mean you know they want little girlfriends you know like, right Such yeah yeah <laughs> By the way, you just uh, you, you brought that up. It reminded me. Did you see uh, Leach this week when it was his press conference and somebody, probably somebody from like the student paper or something, asked him a question about the game against Alabama. He said, "Yeah, uh, how 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 bad did the do you think that hurt? You know, getting that field goal there in the first half and, and not a touchdown. I mean, what do you think that meant to you? You know, points wise." And, and, and Leach kind of looks at him. And, and, yeah, he does. He goes, "I didn't I didn't see this." Yeah, Leach goes, uh, "Well." You know, I don't, I'm not sure about all the math of it, but <laughs> I think probably about four points. Yep. Yeah, just like that. Oh, thank you. Did you see, I love the, these, these press, I could really just start a website with all these outtakes from these uh, press conferences, yeah. especially s- since the COVID era happened. Did you see the Alabama one? Some dude was on, uh, oh, yes, had, had his baby. was on Zoom and he had his baby <laughs> interviewing Nick Saban. Nick Saban, oh, as wow. Zach Thomas said on the show one time. And, uh, and you, I mean, Saban's expression was just like, I mean, just like that dead-eyed Nick Saban. You're like a shark about nice to strike. About it. Yeah, he was. I know. I, I, that's the thing about you know life is you never know. You, you right. would think him to go. You know, he would just lose it, but he, right. you know, he didn't. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, dude's just bobbing his baby, talking. He was talking and everything. You know. He but, said this was the nicest he's ever been to. to, to <laughs> he, he's gonna have him the rest of the year. He's gonna be holding there. No, it's funny, but that's how the world has changed. I guess through the last year and a half, there's just so many weird things that we do now that maybe we wouldn't have done a year and a half ago. But like bring your kid to a press conference with Nick Saban. I mean, you got to do what you got to do, and people, a lot of people working at home. You got situations, and it's just. Hey, I brought my boy to know. practice. Yeah, All kids, yeah, you know. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I can't. I guess I can't really talk to me. Well, um, so uh, what do you guys think? Other than that, this this game is important for bowl eligibility, and this schedule it's a lot tougher. Um, just heading into today, just overall, how, how do you feel about Texas Tech football? How they're playing? What might happen today? Well, I always thought, you know, uh, the, for them to get to hang their hat and maybe stick around, get bowl eligible. They haven't done it since 2017. But you go six and two today. And then lay an egg the next four games and are six and six and go to a bowl game, that's not elite. So I, yeah. I think you know there's a lot of work to be done, but you got to start winning today, beating Kansas State. You already 
blew an opportunity at home, TCU, uh, for homecoming. Now you got Kansas State Parents Weekend. Get it done at home. And, you know, we ask Wells every week. Of course fans are excited. You want to get a bowl game and and, and build off of that. And and Wells is deflected questions and I mean it's like they don't even know they're, they're bowl eligible or they don't want us to know that they're even talking about it but uh, he keeps saying it's for the media and the fans and no dude it's for this team you got to get them in you got to get them in right now though I am going to take up for Wells here if he says like oh yeah we're bowl eligible you know, the way people are attacking him for everything well they you are know, including us you know with well, like he can't he say anything answer. right now yeah right now he's five and two his yeah. team is Whatever that's, you know, the context of that, we know it with those huge losses, and it matters. But right now, he can't say anything without people just ripping it apart. So if he went crazy about, oh, yeah, this is a big deal to be bowl eligible, and they lost, I mean, you know, we're all going to be mocking him next week. You know that's true. Well, I know, (laughs) and I know it's true. They mock him when he can't say something good about Lubbock. Yeah, well, that's what I'm talking about, yeah. But that's on him on that one. Yeah, that's true. Well, there is one piece of good news. The uh, the porta potties have arrived. I just saw that the truck. That was right on cue. <laughs> yeah, when yeah, you asked that yeah. question, that's <laughs> no like, right. Yeah, they they just drove by, turned in. So there's there's porta potties in the game. So if you were woke up this morning and you were concerned about the presence of uh, porta potties on site, they're they're apparently they're here. So just rest yeah. easy. Life is good. Nothing like a. It matters. When it matters, it matters. Nothing like the security matters even more. That's right. Nothing like the security of a porta potty. So, um, all right. Uh, all right, well, let's we'll, we'll get to it here. So, yeah, lots of stuff to get to today, and uh, including our uh, including our delicious steak tips this morning from our friends at Cattleman's Pride Meat Company. So, if you got some tailgating or something to do, remember Cattleman's Pride, uh, because uh, every week, man, they're, they're we, we've had we've had something every show so far, and it's all very delicious. So, can I get my rock and reality check? Oh, that's all right. Can we, can, we, can we hit the button too? So, we spell, like, is there a button for? Or is that too? Well, like, you want the whole intro again? Yeah, man, it feels awesome when they. We, Okay. Really? This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Free Game. Let's get going with the Rockin' Reality Chat. Yeah. There we go. Here right. he is now, Jared Johnson. Yes. <laughs> I want this every week now. <laughs> this, this game is really simple to me. I think Tech matches up favorably with Kansas State. But there's always that but, right? If they come out with that janky 3-2-6 uh, defense that Patterson fielded, that's the word I'll use, fielded against TCU, then Kansas State's going to do the exact same thing TCU did. With Deuce Vaughn and Skylar Thompson, they're going to line up, and they're going to run for 250, 300, maybe even almost 400 yards and five touchdowns, and Tech's going to lose, and it's going to be a miserable experience. Now, if they add another linebacker, add more people in the box, actually load up to stop the run, and then just compete in the secondary, I think it's going to be a game. So, uh, to me, it's many, that simple. How many people do you want in the box? As you said on Twitter, 18. No. Uh, no. I mean, I, I don't want, like, for example, against TCU, if you if you saw it, they had, like, Josiah Pierre, six foot, 245-pound linebacker, a thumper, eight yards off the line of scrimmage, and then out in the flat five to seven yards. He was basically playing nickelback. Why do you have a 240-pound guy playing in space when TCU is going to run, you know, obviously going to line up and try and run the ball on you? So numbers game, he, they didn't give their defense really a chance, and they. My fear is that when you hear the coaches talk, what do they say? Like, oh no, they get off blocks. Like, no, man, it was five offensive linemen. You had the, you know, uh, Duggan, and then you had whichever running back was the backup who really torched you. 
against five guys in the box, basically, to where guys in the secondary weren't even able physically to make contact if they made the play until five, seven yards down the field. Now, how is that good scheme? How did you not recognize it? And I think they did because they played a different scheme against Kansas. They added more guys in the box. and But, you know, it's Kansas, though. So we'll see what they do against Kansas State. They're trying to stack success is what oh. I'm hearing. And you got to populate to the ball, too. <laughs> Those are the keywords. <laughs> and you said playing Nickelback, which, which you know, this is how you remind me. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Um, all right. Red Raiders today, uh, uni uh, That's uni a red watch. flag, too. Anytime someone's like Nickelback, I'm like, oh. I like some Nickelback songs. Of course songs. you do. But that, that, that does not surprise me at all. Wow. All right. Uh, so the Red Raiders today. Yeah, yeah, That's go a go-getter right there. Yeah, man. These guys out running, exercising. He's got his Astros shirt on, which, of course, we're, you know, that makes sense. We're drinking Bud Light and eating steak, man. That's So who's really winning? Yeah. That's Thank right. You. All right, uh, anyway, the uh, Red Raiders today are in their white-black-white combination. They're one-and-one in this uniform combination since 2009. Uh, So nice research by Sean on that. So white-black-white today for the Red Raiders. All right, when we come back here, uh, some uh, inside the Red Raiders recruiting info, recapping the Red Raider basketball recruiting class, and I guess signing day is uh, officially next month, and that's uh, early signing yeah, period. Yeah, yeah. Si- yeah, which kind of seems like, the, like big one. Yeah. the signing period now. So uh, we'll get you all updated on that as you uh, wake up and roll out of bed on a game day Saturday morning here. It is the Red Raider Outfitter rocking pregame on 101.1 The Beard. Texas Tech football. Never mind. Not football yet. It's, nope. it's, it's only basketball. Okay. They got to win some games before I really want to talk about signing day and everything with football. Yeah, well, okay. I, I understand that. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, basketball. So, Big 12 media days happened. Got to hear uh, Mark Adams uh, again. And I tell you, there's uh, i I'm, I'm really starting to get excited about this. Uh, you know, you, you got, there's going to be a lot of fun in, in basketball this year, I think, with, first of all, with the whole OU Texas leaving for the SEC thing. There's going to be just the the – the bad blood already in all, you know, when they're oh, on yeah. the road, you're going to hear a lot of that kind of stuff. But then the whole, you know, Beard versus Adams and the, you know, just there was, you know, when we took the, the big picture. Yes, I love that. And I they're kind of spread, you know, Beard's over there with the scowl on his face looking all mean. Yep. And, you know, and it's just, it, you can just tell it, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun season, I think. So if you hit, if you hit to that, what? If you hit that, he'll get his. Oh, he'll he'll yes. get his he'll get every his segment now. We got to Well, it, it intro. was you know I just play him in the order. And, I'm not complaining. And, and I'm just saying just, it would be know, awesome if we got so, an intro. But if, like but if you would like that, I mean, like with explosions and lasers yes, and all that. Yes. I, I watched. I watched. I watched. Dude. No, I had. I haven't seen that yet. Sci-fi and you know the sound effects was amazing. So now that's what I want. You know, like that. Well, you got it. Here he is. Jared, Jared, Jared Johnson. All right. So, uh, it's awesome. <laughs> double J. What if we could get them to fire off some of those fireworks? You know, double J on double T. <laughs> yes. All right. So, uh, so wrong state basketball recruiting. Um, yeah, basketball recruiting. One thing led to another, and uh, it's weird being up uh, doing the show this early. I think I'm sorry. It's too I'm early. Too loud of it. I, I got. I got to get going here. It's it's my fault. I, I didn't bring my A game yet. I think you're doing a wonderful you job. Think, thank you. Okay. Well, I brought my. I've, so far, I've got my C game. I'm going to elevate to B by the end of this segment. Okay. So, uh, anyway, so just go ahead. Just want to kind of give people an idea of where the 2022 basketball class is. Uh, right now, according to 24/7 Sports, it's ranked nationally 40th and in the Big 12 fifth, which is, hey, that's you know, it's not as high nationally, 
uh, as we saw the last couple years, but it's still nice. And there's a couple of really nice commits. Uh, first one I, got, I want to mention is Richard Pop Isaacs out of Nevada, uh, four-star point guard. He's ranked nationally uh, 69th. He's the ninth point guard in the country and number one in his state, 6'2", 180. He recently just tore it up uh, at an event uh, where pretty much everyone was talking about him as one of the top players at, I can't remember, I can't remember the name of the event, but because, you know, they have all these throughout the year. But it was, uh, you know, big deal. L- a lot of the uh, big-time recruiting analysts from across the country were there, and he really showcased what a playmaker he is. Um, some of the assists that I saw on Twitter and online uh, were really special. I mean, I he's like, I wish he could play on this team this year, Pop Isaacs. He's that kind of player that could really set the table for all these great wings and bigs that Tech has this year. Because that's really, we talked about Big 12 Media Day. I, I would say that is the storyline of the preseason in terms of if there is a concern about this year's team, who's going to play point guard? You know, and they, they talked about Kevin McCullough's oh, going to yeah. play some, you know, and it's going to, and Coach Adams said it's going to be by committee. So, man, if you could, I mean, Pop Isaacs, it's not like football, basketball. If he if he was eligible, he would play right now a lot, you know, yeah. uh, basketball. So, I uh, think the, the by committee thing always sometimes can come off sounding like we don't really have anybody. That's exactly I mean, you what know, it is. It just, I mean, it, you know, it's like you'd like to sit there and think there's so many good guys. We're, we're all, they're all going to get a chance. Sometimes it is because, yeah, nobody really stands out, so we're just going to have to kind of throw it out there. I'm a huge fan of Kevin McCuller. I always like bring him up as one of my favorite players Mm -hmm. in terms of what he does. He reminds me of Grant Hill, really. He's like a a poor man's Grant Hill, I guess I'd say, you know, Uh, because he does so many things well uh, to help your team win. But is he a primary ball handler? I'm very skeptical. And I know that's what he wanted to do when he was recruited here. And that was was the pitch, Uh, one of the pitches. But – I, I don't know if he'll be able to do it. So, Pop Isaacs, that's how what a, a big deal he would be uh, eventually. You know, yeah. would, I, I expect him to sign next month during the early signing period. Uh, Robert Jennings from the DFW area, 6'7", 220. He's rated as a three-star guy, so people are like, three-star? Who takes this tech basketball? We don't take three-star guys. You sound like those guys. <laughs> uh, you, you probably get it at least as much as I do. Three-star. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, this guy's good. You know, I mean, Jared Culver was a three-star. You know, there's a lot of right, yeah. good three-star basketball players. I think he's a high three-star. He's a face-up forward, uh, but uh, he also has shown the ability to play defense. We'll see if he could do it. You know, at this level, at the Big 12 level, but. Uh, He's going to have some time to get, re- you know, to get ready because they have tech, at least in this golden era we're talking about, uh, always seems to have a plethora of six, seven guy, versatile right. guys. Yeah. You know? So he's another guy who fits that mold, can do a lot of things uh, that Coach Adams demands from, from that position. So and I, that's another thing, too, that we might as well mention is I like that Coach Adams actually defines the positions because one of the cute things to say in basketball at every level right now is positionless, positionless basketball. Yeah. And it's like – it's kind of like the committee thing to me sometimes. Like, do you, does that right. mean we y'all don't have any bigs this year? You know, or, <laughs> right. so no. Uh, he, you know, this guy's playing four. This guy's our center. This guy's our point guard. You know, I like that about Coach Evans. Call me old fashioned. Uh, so this guy is a wing or a four. He's going to play that Robert Jennings. So I, I really like him. And then I think both. I expect both those guys to sign next month. Uh, which will be a great start to the class. You also have Lamar Washington, who's a high target. Um, he's a six-four guard, like a shooting guard. He's not a, really a point guard like Pop Isaacs. I mean, I'm sure he could play some some guard on yeah. the ball, but he really is 
a more of a wing player. I can't believe he's not six seven, right? They don't right, yeah. But uh, what's cool about this guy is he's also a three star football recruit. He has some Division one like major football recruit, but he wants to yeah. play basketball. And uh, Coach uh, Barrett Peary, you know, obviously coming from Portland, the, the Portland area, mm-hmm. and this guy is in the Portland area. He's been recruiting him for a long time. I can't remember if it was like four or five years. He, wow. They just had that relationship, yeah. and that was key to this recruitment. Uh, I expect Washington to join the class eventually. I don't think he's going to necessarily sign next month. Maybe he will. I don't know. Um, but I, I do expect him to commit to Texas Tech at some point and end up a Red Raider. All right. That's some good stuff there. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's kind of a letdown after the intro with the fireworks and the lasers. Oh, sorry. That's amazing yeah, stuff. There you go. Right. Jared Johnson just brought it. All right. All right. Hey. Oh, man. Now that, I liked it. No, see, come yeah, on, that Sean. That was good. Yeah, he did. Wow, what a letdown. Um, all right. Uh, so, no, that that was really good. So, I, I'm sorry, but my enthusiasm, it's it's still early, you know. I'm still You're good. up I'm to still C+. Plus. Yeah, yeah, well, it, well, you know, I'm trying to work my way to B. But, do y'all you know? think that's a problem for the game, for the players? I mean, I, people casually kind of like just like, oh, it's not a big deal. And I'm like, yeah. oh, is, I, I mean, kind of is. I like, tell you, I, I think there's just something about the, the low energy of Waking up on a Saturday yeah. morning and just trying to, you know, just kind of get yourself going. It just takes a little, uh, takes a little longer. So, I don't know. It does seem like there's something to it, but uh, we'll see if the, you know, in in a crowd too. I mean, you know, players right. feed off that energy and stuff, you know. And, and they're so not going to have as much fuel right. as they would later in the exactly. Uh, so, but you know, we've been fortunate so far not being stuck with a lot of eleven o'clock games this year. Really, yeah, we had some good gosh. night games. You know, well, once so season it was like every game every was eleven. Game. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no night games anymore. So, uh, so in, in that regard, been fortunate. Look at me. The glass is half full. I know. Positive, Jeff. The glass is half full. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now let's. Uh, how about uh, uh, signing day? Then you want to talk a little signing day? Yeah. Well, day? I mean, yeah, I yeah. think those the two guys. Uh, Robert Jennings and Pop Isaacs, I believe that they're going to sign uh, next month. Um, I think that's going to be who, who they sign. I don't, I, I don't think there's going to be a uh, like a surprise, but, hey, it's recruiting. It could be, you know. And I, then I think Lamar Washington's a guy during the regular period um, who will end up, uh, you know, in the spring, probably end up signing with the Red Raiders. Do you think, uh, you know, we're talking about high school guys and everything, and, mm-hmm. and now that the transfer portal is the way it is, I mean, do, do you uh, – just moving forward, do you look for Tech just to be mostly getting transfer guys every single year, or do you oh, yeah. build no. a foundation of high school guys and build a program like that, or do you think it's just the way it is now and it's just going to continue to be where it leans more on transfers than it does on on you know building a team? I think just transfers guys. are a bigger deal now yeah. than they were before. When you got a transfer, it was like, why did he leave? He wasn't getting playing time. Why wasn't he getting playing time? This guy's probably not. You know, great. Now, I mean, you have all conference players, borderline NBA players that are jumping in the portal to see what's yeah. out there. You know, I mean, Davion Warren, who is going to play for Tech this year, is a great example. He averaged 20 points a game at the Division One level last year, and he transferred. All right. Yeah. I mean, well, and, and then Kevin O'Banner. I mean, look at him. Yeah. He's one of the best players in the tournament, and he transferred. So, it's just a different world now. So, what you do is you always keep at least a couple spots. One or two spots, whether it's football or basketball, whatever. Uh, you you have to have some spots available because you know you can get you can really significantly upgrade yeah. your talent, and not just that, but guys who are ready. It's different with football and basketball because of the nature of the game. But with football, you can get a veteran guy who's already you know developed. Mm-hmm. Basketball, 
I mean, like I said, you could bring in a Pop Isaacs as a true freshman, and he might be one of the best players in the league, you know? So right, yeah. that's just very that's very uncommon in football for a true freshman to come in and do the same thing. All right. Well, uh, there you go. Inside the RedRaiders.com. Remember, if you like to keep up with the recruiting and everything, uh, that's where you'll find Jarrett and his staff. And uh, they do uh, an amazing job of keeping you all updated with all the uh, Red Raider recruiting info. Uh, when we come back here, it is time for Rock and Research. We'll talk to the voice of the Kansas State Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson, and uh, get to know Kansas State ahead of uh, today's matchup, Texas Tech versus K-State, coming up at 11 o'clock. This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rock and Pregame on 101.1 The Beard. This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rock and Pregame on 101.1 The Beard, sponsored by Meineke, Zocco, and Bud Light. Rockin' Research. All right, we are joined by the voice of the Kansas State Wildcats, play-by-play voice Wyatt Thompson. And, Wyatt, welcome to the Rockin' Pregame Show today. Well, thank you, man. Always great talking to you, buddy. Hope things are well in your world. Yeah, and uh, listen, let's get started right here with it. Kansas State is on a three-game losing streak and is on an eight-game Big 12 losing streak. So while Texas Tech is fighting to become bowl eligible for the first time since 2017, plenty of reasons for a good game this morning as both teams have a lot on the line. I would agree with that. I, I think from the Kansas State perspective, this season started out about as perfectly as you could imagine with the 3-0 and start, including beating Stanford and Dallas. Um, but the last three games over a four-week stretch have been in Stillwater, here against uh, or in, in Manhattan against Oklahoma, a week off, and then Iowa State in Manhattan. Uh, not the easiest way to start league play. I, I think this is a team that, despite the 0-3 conference start, is very much still together. They believe in the process. I think they are excited about the opportunity, and yet totally understand uh, you know what Texas Tech is doing at five and two. Uh, they've, they've been to this particular point, and I get it that it's kind of in the middle of the season and somewhat still early. But they've been one of the surprises in the league, and it's been kind of neat to see. Well, Chris Kleiman asked the media for help. Is there trouble in Manhattan, or was it a general "I'm a man, I'm 40" type of plea? Well, I, you know, I don't even know if it was necessarily that. I, I've said in other interviews that this week that after that happened that. I think he was just trying to say that the guys are still fighting. They're together, as I mentioned a moment ago. But, you know, there is a little bit of a confidence issue here. I think everybody understands that the game is about, you know, winning and and being close uh, really doesn't matter much. And I, I just think what he was trying to say, hang with us. It probably didn't come out as exactly the way he wanted it. But I, I don't think he regrets what he said in any way, shape, or form either. I, I just know this. I, I've, I've been in this a long time, and I, I think media people don't like to be told what to do. <laughs> I, I probably maybe shouldn't have gone there. But I also, looking at it as, as fairly as I, I try to do it, I don't know that it was as big a deal as some of the people here tried to make it out to be. Who could be K-State's third playmaker with the loss of Sebastian Taylor? Well, to me, I, I think it all starts with Skylar Thompson because he's the guy that runs the ship. He's a six-year guy. K-State is a lot better football program and team when he's a part of it. I think Malik Knowles and Deuce Vaughn are, are the next guys, uh, maybe not even necessarily in that order. Deuce been, has been awesome, as you know. 
when you think about it this way, he's played 16 games in his career. 16. He's two yards away from 2,000 all-purpose yards in 16 games. So he can do a lot of different things. They don't use him in the special teams area much and haven't this year, but he's capable. But he, he can catch. He can run. He's just a threat all the time. Who's next in line? I guess to try to answer your question, for my money, it's probably Phillip Brooks, who's a terrific return guy. He's not the biggest receiver, but he seems to have the potential to be an explosive player. There are other guys down the line, too. I think they're hoping that in time Tyrone Howell will be that. But those are the two guys I would probably mention first. All right, talking with Wyatt Thompson, play-by-play voice of the uh, Kansas State Wildcats. And uh, what Red Raider fans fear is a repeat of their nightmares of Deuce Vaughn and Skylar Thompson running all over them in the past. How healthy and ready are those guys right now? Well, I I think you probably will not see as much of Skylar running the football. You know, he was injured, and and many thought in in the beginning that it looked like it was season and maybe career-ending. Fortunately for him and the Cats, it wasn't that. Uh, but but I think he's going to go through this season continuing to rehab. I don't know that it'll ever get to 100%, uh, but he's, he's certainly capable of playing, and I think he's proven that. So I, I think the, the idea is what I need to say is he's probably not going to run the ball like he did uh, against the Red Raiders a year ago, but will if he absolutely has to. I, I think they'd much rather get the damage in the run game going with Deuce Vaughn and Joe Irvin as opposed to Sky. Uh, I hope that answers the question. Yeah, will Kleiman try to limit possessions and shorten this game up? I think it is. Uh, and I, you know what? That's probably the formula almost every week for K-State football right now because of the, I guess I'll say, shortcomings with, with again, it goes back to making plays. And, and what who makes plays? Explosive guys, right? And, and K-State's a little bit lacking there after those couple of two or three or four guys. I think it all starts with that. Then the other factor there is, I think, you know, you, you probably know this, but Coach Kleiman and Matt Wells are pretty good friends. They know each other very, very well. Uh, I think at the end of the day, Coach Kleiman has a pretty good sense of what Coach Wells has uh, in his repertoire offensively with, with those big receivers. K-State's very concerned about not only the skill set of the receivers, but their size. But the biggest thing in this game for Red Raider fans to watch, I think, is how will K-State defend the the RPO game? I think K-State has a lot of concern about that. And then if, if that's number one, number two is, is how will K-State run the football against Texas Tech? Can they? And if they can, how good will they be doing it? <laughs> Those, to me, are the, the couple of two or three real big questions in the game. Nine out of the last ten games between these two teams have been Kansas State wins. How do the Wildcats not overlook this game? I don't think it's going to be a problem. I, I know that's all factor uh, that factors in, and matchups are are important. But when you look at those games, I think you're going to see a lot of scores. You, you're, you're going to see an overtime game. You're going to see several games that are ten points or less. Uh, K-State's, there's some good fortune when that happens, to be honest about it. So I, I think with, with the position that the Cats are in, I think this is more about them trying to do what they do better and more consistently over 60 minutes with all due respect to the Red Raiders. And I think if they feel like they do that, then they just augment their chances to win. Is it going to be easy? Heck no. And we all know that. <laughs> so uh, 
Why? What are the keys to the game uh, today for the Wildcats? Well, I think it goes back to, again, being consistent uh, or, or maybe even consistent and more explosive and finding a way to get some seams in the, in the run game, I think, just brings out everything that they do offensively. They do want to play, as you talked about a moment ago, they, they would much rather have it a shorter game and run the ball, you know, 35 or 40 times or whatever. And I think if they're doing that, then they are getting some creases in the run game. Their offensive line is pretty veteran. I think it's pretty good. Uh, but, again, we're going to find out going into this one on, a, on an early Saturday morning because I do think Tech is capable, um, and yet there have been a couple of teams that have hammered them pretty good in the run game. I think K-State has a chance to, to have some success. Can they do it? That, I'm going to be watching that as much as anything, be real blunt. Well, why, while we have you here, how are Bruce Weber and the Wildcats ready for basketball to begin? Well, I, I think there's potential there, and I think that's what you're knocking on the door of because think about it this way, and I know everybody went through COVID, but in a COVID year, they basically started three freshmen um, at, the, at the point, at the five, and at the four. Those guys are all back. Luke Kasutki is back, and he had a really tough freshman year because he broke his foot and came in late, all of those kind of things. All of those guys are significant contributors. On top of that, you have Mike McGurl coming back for his sixth year, which is a big shot in the arm. And then you got the three transfer kids that I think will make a big difference. Ish Masood was at, was at uh, Wake Forest, and he's kind of a, a thin 6'9 kid who can really shoot it. Marquise Noel from Arkansas, Little Rock's a point guard who can shoot the ball and has really good quickness, probably more quickness at the guard spot than K-State has had in a little while. And then maybe the real key guy is Mark Smith, the guy who started at Illinois, came to K-State from Missouri. Uh, he's 6'4", 225, and is kind of a rock and, and, and has been a leader in the preseason camp. I guess I'm just saying that I think they have a chance to be quite a bit better, but you've got to go out and prove it. Sadly for them, they've got to go out and try to prove it in the rugged Big 12, which I think is chock full of really good coaches and totally full of a lot of new faces and really talented basketball faces this year. What are your thoughts on the future of the Big 12 Conference without Texas and Oklahoma? Well, it's hard. I'm not going to lie about that. I mean, you're losing two major, major national brands. I don't think you can run from that. But with that said, I think they not only went out and got a national brand with BYU, but I think they got an international brand. I think that's important. Uh, I also like the the Central Florida thing because it's a major metropolitan area. They've got a huge potential, you know, with with students, with fan base. I think they're kind of untapped so far. Houston is what they are. I think they're going to be competitive always because of the state in which they survive. <laughs> and I think you, you of all people will, will understand that. And I mean, Texas is such a fertile recruiting ground for football and basketball anymore. They're going to be a factor. And then Cincinnati, football for them right now is just awesome. But I think if you look over the last, you know, 30 years, their hoops have been really pretty darn good, too. I think under the circumstances, is it perfect? Maybe not. Is it the next best thing to, to losing Oklahoma and Texas? I'm hopeful that that's the case. I, th I thought the league did a pretty good job of going out and getting that, that grouping of people. All right. Well, he is the voice of K-State, Wyatt Thompson. And, Wyatt, good luck on the call here in a bit, and we'll see you back in Lubbock for basketball. You got it, buddy. Appreciate it.
All right, Wyatt Thompson there. That's a good He's job. Always good. Yeah, yeah, I always like uh, visiting with him. All right, uh, wow, it's, uh, somebody's getting a police escort. Is it, it is. Uh, is it K-State or is K it the band? K-State and the band. All right. All right, well, there you go. Sounds like Making a band name. Way. Yeah, really, K-State and the band. <laughs> Tonight. There you go. Explosions. Yeah, lasers, see? Explosions. Yeah, lasers and explosions, man. Everything's better with that. All right. Uh, when we uh, come back here, it is time to talk some more Red Raider basketball. We'll hear with uh, Matt Mooney his uh, conversation with Pete or Pete's conversation with Matt, however you'd like. Yeah, if you don't that, know what yeah. he's doing next, it's pretty cool. Yeah, so uh, we'll get you an update on him, talk some more Red Raider basketball uh, when we return here uh, in just a few moments. This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame on 101.1 The Beer. Sponsored by Fortenberry Roofing, Wiley Implements, and Hub City Body Shop. All right, time to talk some more Red Raider basketball. And coming up here in a second, we'll uh, get you some of the uh, info from the secret scrimmage. We were able to find out some things that happened in the secret scrimmage. So if you didn't hear about that yet, we'll get you all updated. Uh, some good things. And, uh, you know, it was uh, finally, well, I guess we didn't get a chance to see this, this team, but at least hearing what they did. Uh, so uh, we'll get to that here in a second. But first, uh, former Red Raider great Matt Mooney. Uh, talked with uh, with Pete. Pete. Yeah, you know we. Uh, I've become real good friends with Matt. It uh, started here off the show, and uh, I was walking into the Womble the other day, and he walked out and immediately said, "I'm only in for a few days. I was going to call you." And I said, "Well, that's all right, Matt." And then we met up yesterday, and we did an interview because what he's doing now. I mean, you know, this kid wants to play basketball, and uh, he's got a great opportunity now in, in a unique way. Uh, in the G League, but I got to talk to him and, and catch up with him. We're here with one of the Rockin' Pre-Games favorite guests, Matt Mooney. And Matt, you got some big news about the next jump in your professional basketball career. Tell everybody what's going on with you. Yeah, so I got a unique opportunity. Uh, I'm actually going to be playing with a, a G League expansion team, Mexico City. Uh, so the team is, for this season, going to be based in Fort Worth. Texas. We're not going to be in Mexico City, but we're going to play. Uh, we're going to practice there. We got camp starting Monday, and we play on the road and we play other G League teams. So it's it's a good exposure and a good opportunity for me right now. What was your initial reaction when they trade uh, to get your rights from uh, I guess Toronto? Yeah, I mean I knew it was happening. So, but uh, I'm excited about it, man. I had some other opportunities overseas. I feel like. Uh, and other G League or training camp opportunities with the NBA, but I feel like God kind of opens doors and closes doors and make, made it, um, you know, apparent that this is kind of where He wants me right now. So I'm excited for this for this opportunity. Well, I know you had had you know working off an injury. How you feeling and how you doing as you join camp with the team? Yeah, I'm feeling a lot better. Uh, I would say I'm probably about 90 percent. I mean, I'm close to 100 um, percent. And I was just working out uh, in there and feel really good shooting the ball. So I finally feel good, feel confident, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to play healthy because I actually hurt it a couple years ago, my shoulder, when I was here at Tech. And then tell it what's the name of the team and how can they keep up on you? Yeah. Uh, the team name is the Mexico City Capitanes, which I believe is captains. Um, and keeping up, I think just social media, I mean, search it, Mexico City. I mean, I'll be sharing some stuff to my social media if you want to follow me um but it's a new team it's it's really a new a new it's a unique situation just because we uh you know like we're in fort worth we play on the road we only play actually we only play half the season so by january my season's done 
But at that point, it's hopefully either get called up or, you know, finish the season out somewhere else overseas or something. And then how nice is it to come back to Lubbock? I know you've been able to work out in the Womble. You get to see uh, the new Red Raiders. And uh, what an opportunity. You know, once a Red Raider, always a Red Raider. Amen. Yeah. Um, I love Lubbock. I tell you that all the time. And, 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 you know, I was in Fort Worth. I'm like, man, well, you know, let me drive four hours, whatever it is, to Lubbock for a couple of days since we don't start camp. And also my sister's here, so it's parents' weekend this weekend. I'm kind of acting like uh, I'm a parent for the weekend, or for the today at least. Um, and I see the guys, see Coach Adams, watch them practice. They look really good, so I'm excited to see how they do this year and see people like yourself. And, uh, you know, I come back to Lubbock. I got plenty of stuff to do, plenty of people to see. It's great. You get to keep up on the football team at all? They got a big game against Kansas State, a win, and they get bowl eligible. Yeah, no, I keep up with the uh, – with tech sports as much as I can. Um, I mean, this is a big one this week, so I'm pulling for him. Well, we wish you the best out there at the, Memf uh, the, the uh, Mexico City team. You're going around the G League, and I know Matt Mooney working hard to get that, that call up back up to the NBA. Yeah, I appreciate you, Pete, and uh, thank you, Lubbock, and everybody who supports me. I appreciate you guys. All right, there you go. Pete's conversation with Matt Mooney. Cool guy, man. Yeah, real good guy. So, and I already looked at the schedule because originally I told him, man, I'm going to come up to Fort Worth and see. I got to get out to Vegas and see him play. Uh, you hung out with the... Matt Mooney in Las Vegas? Yeah. That is so cool. We I can't lunch. beat Pete, man. What's <laughs> no, man. But uh, then now you hear they don't play in Fort Worth. They're on the road. So I think I already looked. I'm going to take some November 18th. They're in Austin. So I'm going to plan to go down and see them then. All right. Well, uh, Texas Tech basketball, I guess first game, first official game is November 9th, yes. right? Yeah, so yes. uh, looking forward to that. Man, I tell you, it's, it's so funny. It always takes forever for football and basketball season to arrive, and once it all arrives, it seems like it goes by so quick, and I can't believe we're already this close to basketball season. But uh, Red Raiders played in a secret scrimmage versus Wichita <laughs> State in Wichita <laughs> Falls here Why recently. Why do they do that? Yeah, it's, it's not secret. secret. Right. Mean, yeah. We all know about it. It's reported on. Why don't they just open it up? Right, I know. Or yeah. not, but don't yeah. call it secret. Yeah. You know, at least let them talk about it. Right, yeah. Well, it makes it uh, it makes it makes seem well, more... Well, if nobody's uh, there, who did gets it really happen? Yeah, right. But, I mean, how do we get all this info? The coaches release it, but, but they that's can't what I'm saying, say that we... they're releasing yeah. it, you know? Yeah, it, it, it makes it sound more interesting. When it, we have notes from a secret scrimmage. <laughs> that's right. Um, we have binoculars and secret recording right? Is there somebody up there, like, in the rafters <laughs> with, like, a telescope, like a field telescope? <laughs> Anyway, uh, the teams, they, they played three segments in this secret scrimmage. There was a controlled half court, then two separate 20-minute scrimmages. And uh, they say Washington, I mean Washington, Wichita State won the, uh, won the half court, 18-12. to 12. Texas Tech won the first half, 52-28. to 28. Wow. And then Wichita State won the second half, 33-31. to 31. And they say you know, Shannon McCuller, neither one of them played yeah. in, in this secret scrimmage. Uh, Bryson Williams finished with 25 points and seven rebounds. Kevin O'Banner had 14 points and nine rebounds. Two of the uh, most Stood. exciting newcomers, uh, you know, from the transfer portal. And uh, looks like they, you know, Jeff. I think both those guys could. I'm not saying they're going to be, but I think both those guys could be all Big 12. That's really? how good they are. Wow. Really? Wow. I'm not saying it's going to be hard for them both to be. I mean, yeah, yeah. They'd have to like win the Big 12. But I'm saying both of them have the potential and the ability and the skill, all that. To be all Big Twelve. So, uh, any any thoughts from uh, the secret scrimmage? Uh, obviously, we weren't able to see the secret scrimmage, but just from what you've heard about it. You know what I've heard? What? I've heard the next secret scrimmage. They're playing New Mexico in Hobbs on October thirtieth. 
Don't wow. know where. Intel. Don't know what time. Okay. All Could right. be three in the morning. Who knows? You should just like camp out and like hide, hide in the bushes, and then you just <laughs> Jeff. But don't tell anybody. Oh, it's secret, Pete. Okay. Pete, your secret is safe with me. Okay. You just yeah. blew it. You ruined it. Yeah. Now yeah. the secret is out. It is because you just said it. But. Oh, I'm on the radio. Yeah, we got the, I we've, thought we were just talking. They actually turned the transmitter on this morning, Pete, so we're, we are actually <laughs> oh, broadcasting. So, as opposed to most surf shows, you know. Uh, well, but, hey, you know, at least they're playing somebody. You know, sometimes they only played an inner squad scrimmage or in, whatever that's called, inner scrimmage. Yeah. But here you're getting to play somebody else, so that can only bode well for these guys. Yeah. Which, which team uh, offers the most... Uh, I guess between Wichita State and like UNM, if you're going to have this secret scrimmage of them too, Wichita well, uh, State. Traditionally Wichita State, but, but they've had some yeah. drama and turnover and all that, so I have no idea about New Mexico to be yeah. honest. Like, really? Yeah. But they, you know, they've had some good basketball teams throughout yeah. the year, so I don't yeah. know what they are this year though. You know, used to they they did used to have a really good basketball there because you know they played in the pit there in Albuquerque, yeah. and it was known as like one of the craziest places to play. And in the, the New Mexico State too, yeah, you know, had some tournament runs, or at least yeah. got to the tournament, made some noise. So. So, uh, but anyway, when when is the secret scrimmage again? October thirtieth. October thirtieth. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, a week so from Saturday. today, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Weeks from today. Yeah. Well, All right. All right. Very good. Um, you do wonder why they go to that much trouble to to build it as a secret scrimmage. I mean, what? Like, it's, 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 it's a it's a it's a NCAA rule. As is usual, that what it is? It's okay. Unnecessarily getting in the way of things. Okay. That's true. Hey, I wanted to mention something about the previous coach. Uh, he came out this week that uh -oh. guys have to. Uh, make sacrifices because they're going to try to win a national championship. He's given up beer. And when I was talking to Matt Mooney, Mooney like rolled his eyes and said, he did that with us in 2019. We all had to give something up. So here he is recycling his stuff over at Texas. I just wanted to say that. He's done his, uh, fire, he's doing his fireside chest too. See that? Yeah, it seems like, you know, yeah, that just seems like, look, people got sour grapes. No, but it just seems like if you, you move on somewhere else. I can see doing something like that, but, you know, have a little creativity. A little yeah, yeah, call it a little something different, you know. It's uh, from fun from the 40 acres or, I mean, yeah. just something, oh, that's right. Right. something, you know. A, a tower side chat. Right, that's it. Yeah, 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 like on the Y'all came network, up yeah. with that on, the, on a whim. You right. Know, like, you know, yeah, how, how probably got you know? minions. He's in Austin now. They could just come up with stuff like you that. Would so. think, yeah, they probably got yeah. huge 75 to 100 people just sitting around thinking of stuff for him, you know? So, anyway, it just, yeah, it just seems kind of, yeah, it's kind of recycling the same shtick, you know? It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun, though, to, to watch all this play out. I'll tell you what I'm really excited to see is, is things like, you know, how important ultimately was Mark Adams and even Sean Sutton to, to Beard's success, you know, and, it's it's just going to be interesting to watch the season play out, and obviously uh, Beard has uh, assembled you know a lot of talent uh, down there through the transfer portal yep. and everything. But but gosh, I, I think Adams has done a tremendous job too. I mean, oh, I yeah. I don't think I mean you look at this roster now. And of course, we haven't really you know seen them play really, but what the team he has put together. I, I got to say, I, am, I mean, I yeah, I mean, I think it, it looks right now like it's it's as good as. Any wow. of the teams, I mean, and, you know, obviously 2019 is hard to, you know, go beyond a team that wins well, the national championship. And the coaches think but, so, too. I mean, their preseason yeah. ranked fourth. I mean, Texas is second. Baylor, national champs are third. And Kansas is one. Yeah. Yeah. Texas, yeah, Texas has had 
Texas has had five-star talent many years. But right. what have they done with it? Five-star? Under, underperformed, yeah. Yeah, they scoff at four-stars. Four-stars? Three-stars? Texas, we get five-stars here. No, at, at Texas, they expect to get six-stars. So, yeah, that's that's the special uh, UT Texas, designation, what, what I guess. What they do right, is they yeah. get guys that are three-stars, and then uh, recruiting services bump those guys up. Oh, they're going to Texas? Let's give them an extra star. Right, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, everybody on mock has the exact same voice. But. Right. It's all the same guy. You do a great impression of everyone. Terrible. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty impressive. All right. All right. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, there's some basketball. So, yeah, November 9th, first, uh, first official game. So looking forward to uh, another great basketball season here. Um, coming up uh, next, we'll get back to Texas Tech football. So get ready to host K-State today at 11 here at the Jones. And uh, we'll talk some Texas Tech offense here coming up next. And uh, if, if, that's, if that's good with everybody. Okay, we ready? Is that what we're now? Okay. Sorry. We're calling an audible here. Omaha! <laughs> this is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame on 101.1 The Beard. Sponsored by Mitch Hall Chevrolet, Chrome, and Hook and Reel. Time to look at the Texas Tech offense. All right, offensive side of the ball today as Texas Tech gets ready to uh, take on Kansas State here at 11 o'clock at the Jones on a uh, a breezy Saturday morning. It's a little chilly out here still, but uh, good football weather. It is. Right? It's good hitting weather. That's what they say anytime yep. it's cold. So, yeah. All right, so uh, looking at Texas Tech's offense, let's just start with, uh, you know, here we are this, uh, you know, middle of the season here. And uh, – Overall impressions of Texas Tech's offense so far under Sonny Cumbie. Here's the most impressive thing to me. is It appears that no matter who they plug in there, they move the ball and they put up points. Whether it be Tyler Shuck or Henry Columbia or Taj Brooks, who, hey, might make it to see might him today. Be, be yeah. back today, yeah. Uh, Sir Roderick or Xavier White, it doesn't seem to matter. Or, you know, and this is really surprising to me. Uh, also the receivers, but this part, the offensive line, I said going to the season, if they lose Deaton or Stormont, mm -hmm. they're going to be in trouble. Well, they lost them both, of course, to Texas Tech, to yeah. college football at certain times, and the offensive line has still played at least, like, serviceable. I mean, right, they've yeah. done a good yeah. job, you know? Some young guys have stepped up and played well. Uh, guys like Josh Berger have played, started a right tackle, like the whole season last year, played some right guard this year, of course, and then now he's playing center with Deaton, you know, when Deaton's been out, and he's done a good job. And then Ethan Card has played right tackle, left tackle, right guard, left guard. I mean, he's playing everywhere, you know, and he's been much better this year than he was last year. Yeah. So, you know, and there's some other guys. Landon uh, Peterson also played well at guard. I mean, I, you're, this is how it's supposed to work, right? You have depth, and the whole next man up cliche we, uh, we hear, you know, but I think it also speaks to the fact that what Coach Cumbie's doing works. Yeah. You know, he has a good system, and he's taught these guys well so that they can't just be plugged in. I mean, EZ goes down, they don't skip a beat. They put right. one, another one of those uh, young, tall receivers in there, and they produce. So uh, I've been really impressed with that from Cumbie. But it has been uh, hate when EZ gets gets hurt or something. That's not good. I mean, he's one of your best right. players. But it has been good to, to see some, some other guys step up and, you know, get the ball. And I tell you, I've been uh, – one of the guys that I really most excited about his future is Mason Tharp. Oh, you know yeah. what he's done, man. That guy, man, he's, he's huge, and he's he's really they've you know they, they've been. You can tell as the season goes on, they they've been using him a lot more, mm -hmm. and uh, he's 
His, I mean, you can't teach 6'9", 255, <laughs> right, whatever yeah. he is now, uh, in that athleticism. Yeah. You know, he's not a Frankenstein out there. So, And, you know, last year at this time, uh, it was Alan Bowman who went down, Ugh. and Columbia came in against Kansas State. They were down 14 nothing. They got back in the game. I, I knew he threw for over 200 and some yards. But, the, you know, I was the first time I even heard of Columbia, and I remember I posted a picture of him and Columbo. Oh, God. The, that's I'm like, such a one more dad thing. joke to you. You know it, baby. My daughter told me the other day, I hate your dad jokes. It hurt me. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wait, on. your daughter's a teenager, right? She's 16. Well, that's she what she's supposed to say. She thinks her dad's a punk. She's going to be amazed in about five years at how yeah, much but you I, learned it's a tough in five, five years. years yeah. for me, dude. <laughs> yeah. She broke me down a few times. Doesn't think I'm cool. Doesn't tell her friends Pete Christie's her dad. It's like I'm the plague. It's like I got COVID. Pete, I like you. You're all right. Well, thanks, you know, but just, you're also an older man. You're a man. I you're wanted 40. my kids to think I'm cool. It'll never happen. Well, <laughs> it's not going to happen while they're teenagers. I no. bought her a car. Come on, man. That oh, was yesterday. Yeah, who's the sucker today? now? <laughs> oh, I'm a sucker. That's right. I'm a dum-dum. She's eating Smarties. Come yeah. on. <laughs> eating Smarties. <laughs> well, the dad jokes are, are no. flowing. Yes. Uh, no, she'll never think you're cool, but eventually she'll think you're you're smart. She'll Wise. admire you. Yeah, I'm a good yeah she'll, dad. she'll, she'll admire wisdom. your wisdom. I That's what so. it is. So yeah, you know, don't beat yourself. Just tell her you, you can't beat Pete. Just tell her it's been proven. <laughs> yeah. Can't beat Pete. All right. Uh, other thoughts on the uh, offense? You know, we, we've got to see Donovan Smith come in a little bit. Uh, Love him, man. Yeah, what, we, what do you, you and make, I have talked yeah. about him for what years now? Yeah, it seems yeah, like a few years. Because I know sure, yeah. you follow friendship yeah. as well. And, you know, I saw him play a couple times and was just wild by his talent. And uh, he's bigger now, you know, than he yeah. was. I mean, he looks like people, when I talk to uh, other journalists from other teams across the country, the first thing they want to talk about, who's this Donovan Smith beast y'all have? Like, yeah. whoa. And I'm like, yeah, he's he's legit. And then I bring up Bear Morton, right, same yeah. thing. And uh, but they're like, no, no, Donovan Smith. Talk about him some more. Yeah. So, you know, they, everybody wants to know about him because, you know, he only played that one year in terms of, varsity quarterback football he played quarterback his entire career coming up but then he played receiver as a junior and then uh you know just that one year as, as a senior so he wasn't that heavily recruited he knew he was going to go where his dad was right but i mean it's the same stuff we talked about the athleticism um, he's obviously a quarterback who's athletic he's not an athlete playing quarterback he's got a good arm he showed he got to show some of that against kansas and they're obviously building i, I think it's smart not just throwing them out there like, good luck, guy. You know, right, but they're, right. they're building. Uh, same voice, same guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're, they're building, getting him more and more every week. And I think, you know, I, the hope is that they win today. He plays a, a pivotal role. And then maybe he takes over, more, like, more and more this yeah, final yeah. month. You know, it's going to be tough competition. But And then next year, despite, you know, Shuck and Columbia both having uh, eligibility left, I mean, really, you start looking at Smith and Morton and that competition being the yeah. future of Red Ritter football. I mean, that's the idea. Yeah. We'll see what happens, but that's right. the idea, you know. And you know what's crazy about the offense? You know, last week they had four rushing touchdowns and not one by a running back. And then uh, 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 before he threw that touchdown to uh, Koontz, they had 11 rushing touchdowns in a row over the last few games. Wow. That's crazy. Not, yeah, not, yeah, not throwing, yeah. I was waiting for the dad joke. I never cared. Like, <laughs> joke, I don't, I'm a little on edge, kind of like I don't know when to jump in. Is I, punchline I is. for the I'm dad not joke. always dad jokes. Come on. It's going to be like a vanilla ice reference or something. I was waiting for like, <laughs> Big Christmas, the walking dad joke. 
Yet she always wants me in her TikToks. So come see, on, there, man. Oh, you, can, wow. you can't have it both ways, Bella. <laughs> oh, man, you're... Do, do we need to stop and, and talk this out? I mean, I'm worried about you. No, man, it's early. It's All early. right. So you think you'll see much Donovan Smith today? Yes. Yeah. Do? Mm, yeah. Sure do. Yeah. And uh, I really hope they kind of open it up. Uh, you know, let him run more of the offense instead of just like the like the package, like him running option right, or whatever. Yeah. Like, um, he's basically been doing RPO and option game. That's yeah. all he's been doing. I, I'd like to see him. Let's see what he can do. Right. Even yeah. our fans, you know, yeah. we've seen oh, yeah. him like, yeah. you know, spread, pass, attack kind of kind of offense. Yeah. He can do it. He's got the arm. He's got the chops. So let's see it. Well, see, it's interesting if if Tech can win today and and you know kind of just get that whole be bowl eligible, maybe take. I mean, is that enough to keep the staff for next year? Who knows, really? But it's my but personal opinion that it is. Yeah, that, that Hokit will keep him. That, that's kind of what I think too, because I I just think that would be the the easy Texas Tech thing to do. And so, it behooves Hokit. He remember he went all well. This is his guy, right? Wade, yeah, right, yeah. So yeah, so I, that's why I yeah I. Totally I love the word use of the word behooves, but what if they lose the next four? <laughs> you know what it means, right? Right, but they get blown out <laughs> by Oklahoma. I mean, what if they're six and six and they lose the bowl game? I mean, I don't know if it's definite. Yeah, nothing's definite. Come no, on. I'm just but saying. I mean, it, it helps. No, it helps. But if you if you go on a five game losing streak, then I think they got to win some more. But but where we're or, at or here, or show some improvement. I mean, you can't lose by thirty the next five. True games. or false? Do you yeah. think Kirby Holcomb wants to keep Matt Wells? Wait, that's not a true or false question. True, true or false? Kirby Holkett wants to keep Matt Wells as head coach. Well, I mean that's his guy, so probably. So true. Yeah. Yes. All right. So yeah, I true. think if it's fifty-fifty like that, if it's a, a six and six season, I, I just I, believe, I don't know. Yeah, it, but again, but I think he's you throw keep, out right, the word I, I, elite, I agree on that. Uh, and now elite is tainted. I just think the fact that we're we're sitting here and the the exciting conversation is being eligible to go to a lame bowl. Yeah, is, but, is, it, that's but it where could it's get at, better, though. though you know? If they win two of the next four, if they if they go, I mean, maybe this elevates them and they get a, I mean, you go to the Alamo Bowl, I'd be pumped. If, uh, so what I was going to say originally here was if, if you beat Kansas State today and you get bowl eligible and there there is at least some of that, that pressure is, is off, it, you know, to you, you reach that, that plateau that you haven't been to in a while. Does that open it up and make it easier for them to play Donovan Smith more? Because I feel like you know Columbia has, has been the guy for the most. Not, I mean, he's done a nice, you know, he's, he's done an okay right, job. Right? He's, yeah, he's an all right yeah. job, but is he, you know, you know, he's he's an all right. They don't want him to be the future, I right? Mean, so, so that's what I'm wondering. If they get bowl eligible, and they take some of that pressure off. Does that give them a little more maybe freedom or something to be able to 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 start playing the guy that may be the future? Sure. You think? I mean, they're still going to feel pressure every week. If, yeah. they, if they put Dom Smith out there and they lose by 40, they know they're going to hear it. You know right, what I mean? Right. It could cost them their job. So I don't know if they're like, are they going to start? Okay, if they win today and Dom Smith has a good game, are they going to start Dom Smith against Oklahoma? I don't think so. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and Norman, yeah. would you? Well, 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 there well, you go, they, freshman, go for well, it. Well, <laughs> I know, but uh, uh, Wells is also the guy that started that rice transfer against OU a couple of years ago. There some complications Yeah, but, but still, that was, you know, that was that was about the, uh, oh, gosh, that 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 was, that was a low, that that was, that was a low like that point. Happen. That was a low point. I was at that game, and that was that was embarrassing. Dude couldn't throw it forward. Oh, it was it was it was not good. It, it looked like somebody won a contest to, to be quarterback for the day or That's something. Good. I mean, it was. I'm gonna use it that. It was I'm bad, that. man. 
Anyway, so I'm just saying, it's you know the same guys pulling the strings that, that made that decision. He never but, played but you're right, you again. Know, was, like, did he? I don't think so. I think, think they like, so. kick him off the. Just leave. <laughs> just go. <laughs> Poor guy. Like, right. I just, can't. Even, I can't even think what his name you're not was. You're not wanted here yeah. anymore. Like, just leave. <laughs> anyway, uh, all right. Well, today it's Texas Tech. It's K State, and uh, game starts at 11. This game, by the way, it is uh, it is on actual TV today on uh, FS1. <laughs> So a Fox Sports go. one, pretty good though. Tim Brando on the call in that one with Spencer Tillman, and he's the guy who called out so. Tech for the Travis Bruffy deal. Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. Where he had a different jersey, and he was like, "This is just dumb." And blah, blah, blah. You know? Tim Brando is one of those announcers. I think uh, the older he gets, the the more uh, belligerent he's yeah, gotten yeah. over the years. He used to be, a, you know, pretty solid, I thought. Yeah. But yeah, now he just seems like he he's he's angry and just throws out a lot of. Uh, Angry hot takes a lot of times, but anyway, he's on the call. It's today, like random. So. It's like your granddad who's cool, but then he just like flies off the handle. Right for no like, reason. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but anyway, he's he's on the he's on the call today. Yeah, it's a little similar to. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> just see if you're paying attention, Pete. That's all. You know, <laughs> Tim Brando's daughter thinks he's cool. <laughs> I, I don't think he's cool, so I, mean, I don't know. I mean, who knows? Man, you're talking smack about all kinds of guys. Man, I'm telling you. All right. Don uh, Robinson, who's on your hit list? <laughs> you called me a dog. Oh, you're up there. Oh, I know. You're, up there. you're always up there. I can't this, drive 55. Who sings that? Van Halen? This is the first week when I'm not being picked on by That's Pete. the worst thing you have on me after oh. what, six I've years of radio. I've got more. As we say, angry Keep Pete. Keep me your I love you, Pete. I love you, dude. I love you. <laughs> All right, it's not like back. when I say the coach is a good guy, but he's terrible. He's about terrible. to be fired. Terrible. <laughs> All right, when we come back, we'll talk some Texas Tech defense. That's uh, that's always uh, a, a fun conversation yeah. right there. So we'll do that coming up next year. This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame on 101.1 The Beard. Sponsored by Cotton Court Hotel, E-Equipment, and Weston Water Well Drilling and Pump Service. Time to look at the Texas Tech defense. All right, um, so we're going to look at the look at the defense here. Overall, you know, it's like when we talk about offense. You got your uh, overall opinion at this point in the season of the offense. What's your overall opinion of the def- uh, defense as of today? It's not good. Um, not as much with the players, but certainly the players. I mean, it's people are like, hey, Jared, is it scheme or is it players? Is it talent or is it coach? I'm, it's both, man. It's always both. You know, it's not ever just one thing. But uh, the coaches could put them in better position. The whole, like we talked about earlier in the show, that three-two-six alignment where they were trying to help out the secondary. I know they have a lot of injuries in the secondary, right. and I'm not like belittling that. I mean, it. It. I get it. But at some point, like you got to pick your poison, pick your battles. At first, the first thing, it's it's a football tent. You got to stop the run. You can't let somebody just come in and run 50 times for 400 yards and five touchdowns. You got to stop that, and then roll the dice in the secondary. Hope you make some plays. Hope, uh, hope you know some good things happen. I mean, that's really where they're at with when you have those kind of injuries and um, just who you're playing against. Because Kansas State, like we said, they can just come in with Skylar Thompson and Deuce Vaughn and whoever else, all the Big 12 running backs they have, and they can do what TCU did. They can. Right. I mean, if you let them, if you line up and try and play the same kind of scheme, I don't think they will. I really don't. I'm not saying – I'm not going to put – I wouldn't put any money on it, y'all, out there. Like, seriously, because uh, you never know with the staff. And they sh- sure seem to say that it's about getting off blocks and that it's not scheme and all this. Right. 
when it was plain to see everybody like up in the press box, like, oh no, <laughs> oh no, you know, anybody yeah. who had that that eye in the sky view, right. which is really what I want to ask Patterson because I know he's on the sideline. Who's the defensive eye in the sky? Right. Who's telling? Hey, coach. Uh, Maybe put Josiah closer to the line of scrimmage, you know? So right. Josiah Pierre, the big linebacker. Yeah. So I think, really, there's going to be a battle for their, like, philosophy and what they're going to do. Stop scheming for against your deficiencies or your injuries and scheme against your opponent. Kansas State is going to – they want to run the ball, and then they want to get the ball to deuce, like, out of the flat with these little yeah. passes and stuff like that. I mean, that's it. Right. He's their guy, you know? And then Skyler can do some things. He's been running some more. Uh, since he's come back from that knee injury. So, to me, that's everything starts with that. And then you, you go from there. Yeah. And then you then the, then the chess match begins. Then you're right. into the game, you know? Right, yeah. Hey, were you guys disappointed? I, you know they wanted the shutout last week, but giving up 14 late uh, to Kansas? Nope. Okay. I mean, yeah. a lot of people were. Yeah. And I just, they could not afford to have any more injuries. The game was, was, wasn't in doubt. They right. made their point. They're up 41 to nothing. They played a good game. Took care of business. No yeah. point in having more. At one point, your entire starting secondary was out. Right. And you can't chance that again, you know? Yeah. And, and honestly, that happens to football players a lot. Yeah. Uh, when, like, a game's no longer in doubt, they lose kind of their edge, their focus. You tweak an ankle. Right, you know? yeah. I mean, that kind of stuff happens a lot. So yeah. I had zero problem. It, it was disappointing that the second team couldn't do it. But, uh, yeah. Hey, we got a special guest joining us now. Uh, Red Raider Marcus Washington played 87 to 90. Uh, we're talking defense right now, Marcus. Uh, What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> this guy's obviously a Red Raider. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, look, we, we uh, 89 was our best year, and our defense was was really good. But uh, I don't know. The first time I saw a spread offense was Andre Ware the year he won the Heisman oh. Trophy. So I don't know how I would fare against something like this either. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, so many receivers on the field. Uh, when you need one yard, you still hike it back six yards to go. So, But the Red Raiders are playing well at spurts on defense, and I, I do like what I'm seeing this year. All right. Nice. Well, hey, uh, just uh, how, how, how's it, how is it? You know, being back here and getting to go to the game today, and, and you know they win, they get bowl eligible, which is something we haven't seen since 2017. Um, going to a bowl game is one of the biggest goals for each player because that's the first time you really get get a little more than what you. Well, I'm sorry, I'm in a different era. Not anymore, now. yeah, yeah, not anymore. You get what you want, but <laughs> yes, sir. I, I think today we got a chance to win. Uh, obviously, we want to get a bowl game, but. I hadn't been back here in probably 20 years. Wow, wow. Uh, I used to live in the tech ghetto over here. It's gone. <laughs> uh, hey, so did I. <laughs> Different era. But cobblestone yeah. apartments. Uh, but my wife actually came down with my daughter, who's a freshman now, and, and cried. She called me crying that our whole neighborhood was gone. So. Wow. But it is amazing now. It seems like the backing is even bigger than it was before. And uh, I don't recognize the place, but I love, I love how the town has been is growing around my old university. Well, once a Red Raider, always a Red Raider. And you, you mentioned the bowl game. You got to play, uh, you know, 89, the All-American Bowl, right? Against yes. Duke? Yes, sir. And uh, my claim to fame is we, we put a whooping on Steve Spurrier at the time. Oh, That's yeah. Right. yeah. Yes, sir. We were in Alabama, and uh, the, the, they were the most arrogant guys we've ever met. Uh, they were insulted that they had to be there playing against Little Texas Tech University, and we kicked their butts. James Gray went off uh, oh, yeah. for over 230 yards, set a bowl record at the time, and uh, um, that's one of my claim to fame. We have two claim to fame. We, we played against the Heisman Trophy winner back-to-back -back years. Uh, we played against Barry Sanders uh, the year he won the Heisman Trophy. 
we played in Japan. We flew yeah. together oh, with yeah. him in the Coca-Cola yeah. Bowl. Yeah. And then uh, he, they announced that he won the Heisman Trophy on the flight back. Oh. And, okay, and they said he had two, uh, like 302 yards uh, after reviewing the game film. They said one of the passes was a lateral, so they gave him like 34 more yards. So he had a total of 334 yards on us. There was no punt in the game. And then the next year we played against Andre Ware, who I say was the worst Heisman Trophy uh, winner ever. Uh, <laughs> and, but that's because, you know, I could toss the ball to you and you could run for 60. That was a 60-yard pass back then. Right. And we had never seen the run and shoot until, until yeah. they came out with it in, I guess, 89 or 90 when he won the Heisman Trophy. That's crazy to think back of that, those Houston teams. I mean, really, they were they were doing that 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 you know with that run and shoot and everything. I mean, you know, Leach gets a, a lot of credit how mummy some of those guys, but but man, Houston with what they were running back then, that was pretty innovative. How weird was that from a? Because back then, I mean, really, it was it was a lot of running and and you know to, to face that. I mean, did you get out there and be like, what what is happening? Brother, I, mean, I, I was a defensive end. I was pretty good at getting off the ball. There was no chance you were getting near that quarterback. Yeah. Unless they ran a draw play, I might have got a tackle, but that ball was out so quick. First time we ever seen six receivers on the field at a time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, the running back was a was a receiver. So um, it was uh, it was we got our butts whooped. It was some, it was a definitely a surprise. Yeah. Uh, we did a little better the next year, having time to prepare for it. Right. But with uh, with with facing that team. Uh, you had more DBs and less defensive linemen on the field, so yeah. I didn't get to play much. Well, that changed the personnel the way, like, say, linebackers were, because, like, in your era, like, people were lining up to stop, like, Nebraska. You are like, 265-pound linebackers and bigger. Now linebackers are, like, you know, 220 and can run. I know? was a 220-pound defensive end. We ran a 4-3. Yeah. And wow. so, okay. yes, sir. So we ran a we, – we faced a lot of option teams. We opened up with – with Tui Asasopo with Arizona, we put a good whooping on them wow. here at home. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of running teams. TCU was all run back in the days. Jim Wacker days, unbelievable. Yeah, that's right, yeah. uh, Arkansas, and to, you know, a lot of people didn't realize that when we were in the uh, Southwest Conference, Arkansas was the only non-Texas school there. And so we had to play Arkansas in Little Rock one year or um, uh, uh, hacked, what is it? What's the other one we had to play? But it, Fayetteville, yes, sir. And that is the nastiest place hey, ever. Huh? But they had a guy named Quinn Grovey, who's probably one of the best running backs, I mean, best quarterbacks I ever played against. Wow. And they had a guy named Barry Foster, who played for, for the Pittsburgh Steelers for a while. Yeah, wow, yeah, I've heard him. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I looked forward to a good run team. So I, I, I never looked forward to a, a, a straight passing team because we were not going to get much play, you know what I mean? Yeah. We were going to have probably three, three linebackers and six DBs in the game. Yeah. So We talked about bowl game. You kind of... Uh, we're saying that's the first time you get something extra, and that was always like in, in covering some bowl games. Like, man, players really do get some stuff. Do you remember what you got, brother? The Cotton Bowl was gold because yes. you got Tony Lama boots, yes. a Rolex watch. Uh, you probably got about twenty five hundred dollars cash. Uh, but we went to the All American Bowl, so we got a sweatsuit. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got a Folex, you know what I mean? A, a Timex, uh, something with, with a leather band. I got a bag. I think I still got the sweatsuit that was pony. At the time, oh, yeah. you probably have one of those. Things. <laughs> hey, hey, we, hey, listen, no, but uh, we cherish every moment. We got about probably about twelve hundred bucks cash. First time we ever got money because yeah. you know back in our days, if 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 I was doing something like this and you guys offered me those cookies, oh, that's a NCAA violation, yeah. which was a joke yeah. back then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, the C players getting making some money off of this this huge beast that is the NCAA. I think it's about that time. Uh, I don't know how you're gonna how you're gonna keep it in, you know, keep some limits on it. But I, if, if coaches can make millions and millions of dollars 
and they can change schools at any time they want to, I think players should be able to do the same thing. I agree with you philosophically. I mean, like you said, coaches could come in and say, row the boat, and do this, and buy in, and then leave. Hey, brother, I had a guy, they look at you and go, hey, man, I'm going to take care of your son like he's my own, and we're going to be here, and then he gets a better, he has a 9-3 and three season, and then he's gone to something he thinks is yep. bigger and better. Yep. And then that player's left. You know, I mean, without the guy who recruited him. So. Yeah, I'm not knocking the coach for doing that, for taking care of his family. But no, I, sir. But I agree that I think it, it is time probably for players to, you know, and it is. They didn't ask me. They did it anyways, right? <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, I ask a lot of the, uh, the former greats and the former players about the recruitment. Do you remember, like, who else you were considering and just how your recruitment went down at Texas Tech? I, um, I actually started with David McWilliams. He was the head coach here, yeah. and he started recruiting us. Halfway through, he got the Texas job and said, yeah. Deuces. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Spike Dyke stepped in. Uh, Barry Switzer, I was going to go to Oklahoma. Wow. Uh, but that year, they got, were going on probation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, SMU was one of my choices. They got the death penalty. Wow. So the dominoes were falling. You were, you were dangerous. Oh. You can run a football oh. about your recruitment. That's awesome. Oklahoma State, same way. Hartley Dykes, who played for them, got them in trouble. So, wow. Yeah, man. So, uh, But Spike Dykes made me feel like I was the only person, the only linebacker that he wanted. And so when I came here, the people were nice. It was great. I enjoyed every moment of it. And uh, I, I don't regret anything. Uh, the people of Lubbock, which is what sold me, you know, I just walk around to the mall, yep. go places. They didn't know I was an athlete. They, they didn't know I was an athlete, and they were the most friendly people in the world. Now, I flew down here my first time, but when I decided to come here, I drove from Killeen, Texas, and okay. uh, my first cotton fields I've ever saw in my life. <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck is going on in West Texas, man? But it all worked out for the for the good. That's really really cool because I don't know how many players, whether it be Crabtree or Zach Thomas or whoever we've had on here, they almost always it comes down to when they made the decision was the the, the people of, of West Texas and Lubbock. That's, Matt, that's really neat. Matt Wingo, Rodney Blackshear, Anthony Lynn, those are my recruiting class. Uh -huh. uh, Jamie Gill, we had some players here, man. We that recruiting class '87, we we turned some corners. Billy Joe Toller was already here. Uh, James Gray was already here. But we brought in some players, and from the get-go, we were all leaders. We all thought we should be on the field, and I want to say we uh, attributed to changing the culture around here. You know, I mean, we were we, we talked smack, yeah. which Spike Dykes did not like. On <laughs> if, if he did an interview, he's like, don't give him anything before the chalkboard, and I was like, okay. Uh, not. That seems hard to do for you. Brother, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I was, yes, was going to tell you how I felt, you know what I mean? Uh, the, the hardest part for me when I first got here is no one ever heard of Colleen, Texas. And I was, you know, I'm the man. So when I first got here, myself and my best friend, we both signed here, a running back named Anthony McDowell, who ended up playing for the Redskins and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And they're like, where's Colleen? So they called us Colleen's with an S. We didn't have names. They said, hey, Colleen's is in the house. You know what I mean? So, so I had a chip on my shoulder a lot to prove when I first got here. <laughs> hey, what do you want to say about uh, Spike Dykes and what he, he means to you? I mean, obviously, he's a legend here, and everybody misses him. Yes, sir. Spike Dykes uh, was he was, he, he was a, a, a player's coach, you know what I mean? But at the same time, he let you know that he was your coach. And um, uh, he just uh, he created a family atmosphere up here. You know, he's kind of like playing for your grandpa. You know what I mean? A bunch of country sayings, but at the end of the day, he wanted what's best for you. But first of all, uh, and foremost, what was best for Texas Tech, you know what I mean? Awesome. Awesome. Well, enjoy the game. So you haven't been back in 20 years? Uh, I've been back a couple of times yeah. since my daughter. Yeah. This is my daughter here. Yeah. My wife also yeah. uh, is from Clean. She's a Red Raider. So we, right. we've right. been married 28 years. We've been together about wow. 35 years. Congratulations. So yeah. wow. you've yeah. done enough? Oh, see, this is how you 
Finish Jeff the show. Right. Right. No violation. No violation. Yeah. Hey, nice meeting you guys, but this is the real treat here today. We, we will have to. You'll, you'll get taxed on that. <laughs> but, uh, well, I'm in a different tax bracket now, so I'm going to use this as a write-off. Awesome. Well, okay, uh, what are your thoughts today on the on this game trying to get Bo Wallace or Bo? I, I think it's a perfect setup for us. Uh, uh, Kansas is a running team. Our defense has been strong, you know. Our, our front seven has been strong against running teams, and they put pressure on the quarterback. So I think it's set up for us for a big win. Uh, I like the way our offense has been playing. Uh, I think we're going to set up. I pick us by about 14 today. All, okay. right. All right. All right. There you go. All right. Nice. Well, Marcus Washington, man, uh, appreciate you coming and joining us and talking about you know, Red Raider memories and then, uh, you know, this year's team. And uh, enjoy the game today. All right. Thank you guys for having me, man. Yes, thank sir. Kaleen's right. in the house. Yeah. All right. More to come here. We'll rock or roll in our next segment here on the Red Raider Outfitter Rocket pregame on 101.1 The Beard. This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Free Game on 101.1 The Beer. Sponsored by Meineke, Zocco, and Bud Light. It's back, and Pete wants to know, and so do I, to rock or roll. All right. How does this work, Jeff? Yeah, well, funny you should ask. It's my favorite part of the entire show, getting to explain how rock or roll works. What happens here is, Pete, now I want you to pay special attention because I know you, you forget from week to week kind of what this is all about. I, I know. I, I don't understand it. but You did so, explain it once, and he couldn't answer the question. That's why you explained that's it. That's right. The that's one true. one time you did explain that's it, right. like, oh. I, I thought, you know, I've done it enough. <laughs> But no, and then you got all confused. So I here we go, Pete. I, we've got uh, we've got a bunch of statistics that we've set a, a number. Pete, you're a good guy. You, I will throw it out <laughs> there, and if you agree with it, think it'll be more than that number. You're gonna rock. I wanna rock. Yes. If it's less, you wanna roll. So, okay. You got a song for that, too? I don't. No song for that? Okay. There was right. that song, Rolling on the river. Roll With Me or something. No. I don't um, Yeah, I think there was, uh, yeah, Delamitri. That's it. You know, I yeah. couldn't think of it yeah. name. That's it. With me. Yeah, I remember Hated that. that okay. song. You know I wasn't going to come up with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are y'all talking about? All right. Uh, there's some nice K-State fans. How are y'all doing today? All right. Very I had polite. like a seven-year-old talking smack to him. He did, yeah. Dang, man. Oh, that, was, that, was, that was rough. Good for him. All right, uh, let's start off here with the total. Well, before we do that, by the if way, If you Pete, were on the air, what would you have said to him? Um, yeah, oh, you're a little punk. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been something like that. Yeah. Sorry, I couldn't help uh, Pete, you're 35 and 25. Last week you were 8 and 2. Jared is 35 and 25, but it was 7 and 3 last week. So you're, you're still tied, man. That's, that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, but, Pete, you did have the slightly better week last week, so congrats. Total points uh, is our first uh, first stat here. Total points for uh, for Tech. This is just for Tech, right? Not no, the, not the game. Is this total points for game. Oh, yeah. this is like the over. Okay. okay, fifty-seven and a half. I gotta give props to Sean. I've got fifty-eight points scored in the game in my prediction. Okay. I'm gonna rock. I'm gonna rock. Maybe you scared innocent bystanders there. Scared me too. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> I, I was. Yeah, that was. Woo, man. Okay, you're gonna rock. Yes. Uh, sure. It's hard to follow that up. Yeah, um, no kidding. I'm rocking too. Okay, uh, Henry Columbia pass yards at 262 and a half. Roll. Yeah, that's what I'd do there. You know what? No, I'm rocking. Wait, uh, are they going to play? Who are you? Are you you're, you're, you're I think they're going to pass for more than that, but I don't know if it's... Uh, is it all going to be him? <laughs> right. Hey, that's yeah. the thing, yeah. That's a tricky question. Because Kansas State's I, pass defense is not I'm good. I'm going to roll because I think, you know, we talked about Donovan getting Yeah, in. I'm going to yeah. roll too just because of the, the Donovan Smith. Yeah. I bet you combined, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I'm with you. Yeah. All right, Texas Tech rushes. Ooh. 
This is actual rushes. We're not talking yards here. Actual rushes, 38 and a half. 38 and a half attempts. Man, that's tough. Again, because if they, you know, yeah. K-State doesn't have a great pass uh, pass defense, do you pass more? I don't do think there's going to be as many what? plays. I'm going to roll. Sorry for right. the deep thought there, but uh, that's all right. You know. It's getting down to the end of the season. We're tied, so this right. is on. You know? yeah. nah, I'm going to roll, too. What? Yes. All right. Oh, protecting that Wait. lead. Wait a minute. Turnover ratio minus one? We haven't got to that yet. Oh, is that where we're at? Well, okay. we're about to be. Did, did you give your answer on, on number of rushes? I'm gonna I'm gonna roll. Okay. I, I was looking at this, that, but you're saying they're gonna be, be my oh because can't okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Turnover ratio. <laughs> I mean, you're getting ahead of us, man. Yeah, I don't, go ahead. I, I'm so confused. I don't even know what's happening now. I've lost control of the entire rock and roll segment. I mean, we're home. We got to get some turnovers. He's got a negative. I'm gonna roll rock. Min- okay, <laughs> minus one. <The> rook. So. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Sounds like a politician. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I give him this non-answer? <laughs> yeah, uh, top that. I, don't, I have no idea what we're doing. Uh, <laughs> you better end uh, the subject. I uh, jumped the I'm gun. I'm going to root, too. Yeah, yeah it's okay. <laughs> so, push more. Push more. Okay. No pushing more. All right. Red Raider touchdowns. Three and a half. Rock. Oh, yeah. I'm rocking on that. Okay. Wait, wait. Score more. No. No. Wait, is is Man, even, very decisive. is even or well, this is he's Sean to Sean's credit, he's doing a good job with these because I mean my score is I think I have them tech scoring twenty seven. So that would be rocking, yeah. Okay. All right. Three so rocks. Rocks. Right. Pete, what'd you do? No, no, that'd be rolling because that'd be three, rolling. Three, three and a half. It's You're math. 27. I mean Oh yeah. Math. Dang it, come on. That would be a field goal. Yes, two field goals. Unless yeah. well, it could Mr. be Mr. four Astro touchdowns yeah. right. So are they? Uh, I'm rolling. I'm rolling. Okay. All right. And, and I rocked on that one. Well, you know, you got run over by a scooter right there, right. Jared. Yeah, you're a little punks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, over to the K-State side of things. Deuce Vaughn, average rush yards at rock, uh, rock, whatever five it point is. five and a half. <laughs> rock. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to rock. Okay, yeah, that's probably probably safe. Skylar Thompson passes for the game, 21 and a half roll. attempts. Yeah, I'm going to roll. Okay. Malik Knowles' longest catch, 13 and a half yards. Rock. Yeah, I'm going to rock, too. Yeah, Come on, man. Are you jumping? Let me, let me throw fine, it out. Fine, you go. One. You yeah. go. Fine. Okay. K-State sacks of Texas Tech. Three and a half. Oh. Ooh. I'm going to roll. Yeah, I'm rolling. That's easy. Their okay. pass rush has not yeah. been good. All right. And then, uh, okay, uh, I get, Sean, you're going to have to go count each individual here. But attendance after halftime. 32,147. Sean always has to troll <laughs> one know. of these. Attendance. Uh, look at He's got that evil grin on his face. I'm going to rock. Attendance <laughs> after. A, I'm going to rock. What is it's the parents' number? weekend, so a lot of kids aren't going to be leaving today. Right. A lot of parents traveled a right. long way to get here. They're going to figure, we, we came all this way. That's Let's my enjoy thought. the game. That's my thought. I'm rocking. Yeah. What's the number? 32,000. Um, yeah. 32 and change. Okay, I'll rock. I think that's a safe Okay, safe so, no, this time, so here's it's the not. thing. Well, they play the, if they play like they did against TCU. Well, now, nobody, I, okay. Not, I didn't pay to sit here and watch this. You're right. <laughs> assuming they same play, guy, assuming they play better, <laughs> then I think people stay just because they travel all this way. The parents are here, and they're like, "Oh, let's just stay." Mom will go. Let's, let's, you know. Hey, you want to go get a yeah. beer, Spanky's? Yeah, let's go. Okay, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> just a cheese fries or something. Yeah, now, I know. No, Jared owes Pete nothing. No, he owes Pete a 12-pack of beer from last week. Oh, we had a we had a, uh, a side bet. So, do you want to put the, the what, what was the side bet on? It was a it was a 12-pack of Bud Light. Yeah, but it, whatever if, it was, it was, I want to know what it was on. I'll Come have on, to look Sean. It on. 
Uh, All right. Do you want to do you want to double or nothing on the Red Raider touchdowns? Sure. Wow. I mean, you might as well just. I'm gonna have to start getting a, a bigger. I mean, you're gonna be giving me a case every week. Do you want me to, you want me to speak for you? Oh. Uh, what do you mean? Don't make you him come over there. <laughs> I mean, just give it to me. You're just giving beer away to me. You know what? I buy beers for my friends anyway, so that's all right. It's a friend you know thing. You know, if I'm your friend, I'll How's that count it. with beef then? Oh! oh you, know you know what? Hey, we <laughs> double or nothing, we man. Four tech touchdowns, and I got more coming. <laughs> I'm loving this. I'm loving rock and roll. It ain't even about rock and roll. You think Tech's going to score four more touchdowns? Four touchdowns, you sure. Think so? Well, <laughs> if not, we're even. If so... Bring me some more alcohol, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. All right, well, there'll be another 12-pack of Bud Light, it looks like there. Speaking of Bud Light, we've got our Bud Light keys to the game coming up here in just a moment. And uh, it's still making our predictions for uh, for, Texas, for the uh, Texas Tech game today as well, uh, which gets underway right around 11 o'clock here this morning at the Jones. And this is the Red Raider Outfitter Rocket Pre-Game on 101.1 The Beard. This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pre-Game on 101.1 The Beer. Sponsored by Fortenberry Roofing, Wiley Implements, and Hub City Body Shop. It's the Bud Light Keys to the Game. All right, here you go. So uh, Texas Tech, Kansas State getting set to uh, kick just after 11 o'clock here at the Jones. Got a little breezy Saturday morning, uh, wind blowing. And, you know, it looks like it cut out of the south there. And, uh, who knows if it's enough to be a factor in the game. But, Jerry, why don't you start? What are your uh, Bud Light keys to today's game? I mean, game? I, I hate to sound like a broken record, but to me, again, the key is will they be able to, to slow the run? If they do, then, I, like I said, I, the chess match will actually begin. Because if you watched – this Tech defense play against Texas and then against TCU, I mean, you don't have to be a genius. It's not NASA to realize, look, let's line up in a power formation and let's run it right at them and make them stop us. And if they don't, we're going to win the game. Right. You yeah. know, so I expect Kansas State to do that. Right. So that's really their MO anyway. That's what they right. want to yeah. do. So yeah. uh, if Tech doesn't come up with an idea or is unable to get off blocks or whatever they want to call it, however they want to call it, if they're unable to slow the run, it's going to be a – Ugh, it's going to be a rough day. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And there's nothing worse than, I, I, I tell you, there's something when a team just runs all over yeah. you, it's humiliating. It is. Yeah. I, to me, that's worse than a team that just passes all over Oh, yeah. You. I mean, either way, it's it's not good. But, yeah, when you're just getting manhandled and just bowled over, man, that's just that's weak. It points, yeah, it's weak. It points yeah. that you have no toughness, right? Right, I yeah, mean, running yeah. the ball and stopping the run, we all associate with toughness with football, right? Right, so. yeah, yeah. I would say, you know, and I'm a broken record, they got to start fast. Yeah. You're talking about that an 11 a.m. Yes. game. Uh, both teams uh, might be slow to get started. you got to jump on it and start first. And then they've been talking about stacking success. Stack success in this game. Score a touchdown. Come back out. Score again. Get a field goal. Get a touchdown. Don't get some three and out. Maybe Stack success on success. Yeah, yeah. Uh, instead of a negative one, according to Rock and Roll. So, but Sean did a great job on Rock and Roll. But I digress. Uh, start fast today. Keep the fans in the game. Don't let them leave at halftime because you're down. Get it going. This is it, man. You're lined up. You're at home. It's on a silver platter. You didn't take it against TCU. Take that today. You know. Yeah. That's. Wow, that's like a locker room speech. Oh, man, no that. kidding, man. That Wendy, was come yeah. on, man. Hey, we're all up early. Get it done. 
man, I t- I, let, let's go. I'm, I'm ready to suit up and play. Not, the rest of Saturday is going to suck. <laughs> yeah, and if you true. if you start fast, <laughs> Kansas State may have may feel like they have to pass more than just being able to line up and run the ball. And right. So, you know yeah. what I mean? Like a, if you build a or like a like right. a double digit lead, you know, okay, we can't just sit here. If they go three and out, if they have a three and out after being down double digits, they start panicking and they're going to start throwing the ball. And then that's where you get them, right? Then that's you start right. like then Marcus said they're going to win by 14. Let's go. What's your prediction? I guess we're going to get to that here. We are going to get it, yeah. Chunk plays. How many 20, 30 yard passes have Throwing to seen? fat guys? No. Chunk, chunk, oh, chunk okay. yards. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And we're doing the chunk play. We're throwing to the defensive tackle. We're I thought he was here. talking about throwing up. No. I didn't know what he was talking about. 20 and 30 yard passes, 20 and 30 yard runs. That was a Goonies yeah. reference. Getting, I thought he was getting those t- chunk yardage. For tech, you said, yeah. getting those. You know what? Well, stopping them, too, I guess. I'm going to yeah. say it right now. A lot of people don't like the word moist. I don't like the word chunk. chunk. I'm just saying. All right. Chunk. Julie noted. Moist, well, moist makes me feel a little more uncomfortable, I guess. No, chunk, chunk is it for me. What I, about just got, damp? I just got queasy over that. What I don't about, like the word queasy, really. I'm, I'm going to say chunk and moist now. <laughs> the, what about every, damp? every show, just to bother Pete. Well, All right. Well, yeah. let's see what happens with those chunk plays. I remember chunking in that hotel in Virginia Beach. and. Uh, <laughs> we There's spring right. break memories now? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> awesome. That's, that's, that's a future segment of the chunk, show. It brought back some terrible memories for me. Chunk, but chunk, I'm alive, baby. Chunker moist. Let's go. <laughs> Sun's oh. up. Guns up. Let's go. Woo! Pete got beat. All right. So there you go. Huh. That is uh, Bud Light keys to the game. When we like come back 50 here. 50 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> it's prediction time when we come back here on the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pre-Game on 101.1 The Beard. <laughs> This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pre-Game on 101.1 The Beard. Sponsored by Mitch Hall Chevrolet, Chrome, and Hook and Reel. It's time now for the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Predictions. All right, predictions for today's game. It's Texas Tech versus Kansas State. Getting ready to uh, kick off here in just moments. Game's on FS1 in case you can't make it out here for some reason. But uh, kind of a, a, an interesting atmosphere. 11 o'clock games, you know, always have kind of that low-energy feel. It kind of has that feel today. We'll see what the crowd ends up looking like uh, in the stand. We're still, you know, still uh, okay, hey, they make some an plays. hour They'll away. Get loud. But, uh, They'll yeah. get rowdy and loud. Check yeah. make some plays. Yeah. So uh, our predictions for today. I got 27-26, and Marcus came back, so we're going to give him give his... Uh, his prediction as well. All right, game prediction today, Marcus Washington. Uh, my prediction is going to be Texas Tech 41, Kansas State 27. All right. Nice. High-scoring game. All right, big victory today for Tech. According to Marcus, all right, Jarrett, what's your prediction? Well, Debbie Downer here, 38-27, uh, Kansas State. Okay. Wow. All right, you got K-State. Pete? They can't stop the run. What yeah. does Kansas State do? Right. Well, they run a yeah. lot and well. well. And let's be honest, who cares what I think? I believe. I do, Pete. I no, do. I care. In, in how many, what are they? Five and two in seven games. I think I'm two and five picking these games. I mean, they. Lo- I'm, I'm Texas. Yeah, you're right. Maybe all of them. So, uh, I, I hope. Uh, anyway, I got Tech winning 34-24. All right. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, I've got. To, I think it's gonna be a close game. I think Tech's gonna be. You know, I, I think they come out fighting. We want to try to get bowl eligible. But I think uh, at the end of the day, I think Kansas State still uh, ekes this one out. And uh, I got a still close game. Be some scoring. I think it's uh, K-State 38, Tech 35. Wow. So how, so I'm the most pessimistic one here, I guess. Wow. Yeah. Well, that didn't that, happen a lot. So we we both picked uh, K-State. K-State. And you picked Tech, right? 27-26. Okay. okay, so we're 2-2-2 two, two two, and then 
Marcus uh, tiebreaker, yep. so three to two. Three people think Tech wins today, so we'll see how it goes. But, uh, yeah, about an hour away from uh, from kickoff today. Again, the game is on FS1, so, you know, you're playing on a, you know, you're not, you're not just an online game Plus, today. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, you're playing for a big audience. You hope you come out and represent, look yeah. good. Nothing worse than just getting trounced and run over when you got a huge television audience and people from around the country get a chance to see your program and everything, and you don't want to. You, you know, got to win at home, man. right? Yeah, and you want to. You want to do it. Doesn't matter it in the, the nice time fashion. of the game. You got to win at home. Yeah, I don't think it's hyperbolic to say this game could determine the future of the program. Now, yeah. what does that word mean? Hyperbolic. Exaggeration. Okay, I'm yeah. not exaggerating. You've right. been reading the th 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 thor <laughs> thesaurus. That thing. What the thesaurus? <laughs> leave, <laughs> leave, leave the big words to Jared. Have okay? you been eating the sauce? <laughs> 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 I, man, you've been man. giving me all this alcohol. I got to drink it sometime. Eight oh, a.m. Oh, oh, nice. No, I'm kidding. All right, Noah. But, I'm a role uh, model. But, uh, yes, you are a great one. Uh, but, no, thank you to Bud Light, official beer of the Rock and Pregame. Also, uh, steak bites today from our friends at yes. Cattleman's Pride Meat Company as grilled up by our grill master, the pit master, Sean Dillon. So thank you, Sean, for that. And uh, we had uh, Sam, our, uh, our friend from the, from the station, uh, actually grew the uh, vegetables we ate this morning. Wow. Our little, yeah, I mean, this was, uh, this was really good, man. There was peppers and... Uh, onions and things he grew in his in his own garden even so wow. thank you to uh, sam for bringing that in as well all right well that is it for today we appreciate you waking up uh, early with us for the rock and pregame and uh, again reminder game right around 11 o'clock texas tech k-state and uh, it's on fs1 but you know you really should be here there's not a lot of home games so it's a it's a nice day and uh, it looks like it's nice football weather at the moment come on yeah. out see the game this has been the red raider outfitter rock and pregame on 101.1 the beard